Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This is our Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and with Cami out every single Friday. This episode topic came from a conversation that we were having over WhatsApp, and it ended up being a really interesting conversation that I think we're going to dive into some more details in this episode. So I found somebody online. He was doing somewhat something similar to what I am doing in the online space. And I saw him having so many different, but not only different, but unique streams of revenue in his business. And he had a monetized, essentially blog. They advertise it as an email newsletter, but it's on Substack. And so it's basically just a blog and you write out new articles and then you mail them out to the list and then the list pays to have these articles. And some of these articles were in depth, but some of the other articles were like the best hotels in X city in whatever city in Latin America he was in. I was just like, I could Google that. So I told Cammy and she's like, this is Googleable information. People are paying for information that you can basically just Google yourself. And so We thought it was a really interesting topic and wanted to talk about all of the different but also out of the box and unique ways of creating money in the online space because this is a perfect example of just one of them. There are so many unique ways that we don't think of when we think, oh, I'm going to make money online. We think of I'm going to be a social media manager or a podcast manager or a VA or I'm going to start my own software service or you know, kind of like there's there's a set box of things that we usually think about. And this was very much so outside of that. So can we tell me a little bit about if you ever experienced this within somebody that you have seen in the online space, whether it's in your niche or otherwise? I feel like one of the most unique ways of making money that I've ever seen, that it was a close friend of mine or an acquaintance best. He grew his blog quite a lot and he was quite a reference in the kind of like Canadian digital nomad space. We've talked about this because you asked what was the name of the blog and everything because he was Canadian. And basically at some point, his uh, Google, his website, his blog was ranking so well on Google that people started paying him just for the backlinks. So literally he would make like $300 just to post something and he wouldn't even have to write the content. It was literally... $300 for a work of like maximum one minute. And I thought that was so interesting. And I feel like in that moment, I kind of started opening up my brain and my awareness to all of the other, all of the many types of income streams that are online. And I feel like sometimes, yeah, we do get really caught up in the, I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to become a whatever, social media manager, a consultant or whatever, make money with ads or something like that, but or with sponsorships, but there are so many ways that you can make money off of on the internet. However, 
this is something that I've been thinking about a lot today for for some reason. I think it's connected to the podcast that you suggest for me to listen to about TikTok growth and everything and content creation. And I was listening to this podcast and it dawned upon me something that I've been thinking about a lot for the past three or four years since I started making content on the online space. And that is how much work you put into things before, one, making money off of it, or two, even knowing whether you're going to make money off of it at some point and, or when you're going to make money off of it. One thing that I saw my, that I see myself constantly doing is that whenever I am content online, for example, on my podcast, on my Instagram or something like that, first, because I enjoy it so much, but second, because I don't make direct money from it yet, it's almost like my brain doesn't put this in the category of work or of like worthy work or like worthy of being called like work. So recently, Someone told me like, oh my God, you work so much. And I was like, I, I don't work that much because the majority of my work right now is so much investing my own time and energy into those spaces that I really want it to one day in my life will make money. But right now in this moment, they don't really make, I'm not making money off of it. And I can see myself sometimes like laying down on the bed at night and being like, fuck, None of the things that I did today were the things that make me money, you know, or something like that. Almost without, because I feel like the entrepreneurial mindset is very long term instead of short term. I feel like sometimes I can really get caught up in this impatient, non-entrepreneurial mindset of I want money today, I want money tomorrow, you know, and not really recognizing that what I'm building takes time and I have to trust it and everything. So I feel like when we talk about all of these income streams, you know, like, this guy that you just mentioned, or even my friend with the blog, these people they 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 didn't make money. They didn't start making money on the on day one or day two or even day three hundred. Maybe oh, it took some time to build an audience and build content slowly without making any money, so you could rank really well on SEO, or so you can get enough audience that would be willing to pay you for something that's Googleable because they trust you. And I feel like this is where my brain really foggy sometimes and the question that I wanted to ask you was because I see you as someone who has a very more strong entrepreneurial side to you and I wonder how you deal with that or if there's that is something that even crosses your mind in the sense of like when you do work that is for the stuff that you're still not making money from do you feel like you're not working, quote unquote? Or do you consider that work? Do you have shame around it or like a judgment around it? That's a great question. And I, my brain cannot remember anything past 30 seconds. So I was writing so many notes as you were talking of things that I want to talk on. And that was actually one of the things that I wrote down because I have a very different mindset than what you described. And so I found that interesting that you shared that because my mindset is actually really different. I do things that I enjoy, but those are like reading a book or going for a walk or, you know, those are things that I just enjoy in my life. Anything that I'm actually spending my time on, and it's usually either on my phone or on my computer, is kind of how I can very easily segment things. Or if we're going out for a walk and we're going to, you know, take some videos for content. But really when I'm on my technology for the most part is when I'm doing something that's related to business. And 
For me, I don't differentiate money, making money in it or not making money in it. Because the way that I see it is if it's something that I enjoy and something that I want to build long term, this goes back to the entrepreneurial mindset, then for me, I know that it can take me three years. Like when I start something, that's why I don't have a million. It's so interesting because I talk to so many entrepreneurs who say, and I think we all are, and they say, I'm multi-passionate. I have some clients of mine that are doing many different things at once. And for me, and I say, you know, that's great for you. But I know myself and I know that I couldn't work that way because when I start something, I've thought it through. I've thought about what I want it to look like in the long term. And the long term is not like one year. The long term is multiple years out. And so I don't start a bunch of different things. Right now, I have one thing on the go that I'm growing and that I know is in in a direction that I want it to go. And that might take three years to get there. It might take more. It might take less. But I don't know when it's going to, you know, pop off or when I'm going to really start making amazing money from it. So I start something with the mindset of, and it's kind of, I guess, the entrepreneurial mindset in one sense of the way of this is going to be something that I'm working on every single day. I'm putting my all in. And it's great when you start to see money coming through from that. It's amazing. And I I have, and I can see that I'm helping people as well. It's not always about the money, but it's about people saying, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Thank you for sharing or whatever that may look like. Um, and so it's kind of celebrating those wins along the way. Like every comment I get where it's even, even sometimes a hateful comments. I'm like, thank you for the algorithm boost. It's really the positive comments of somebody being like, oh, I really enjoy this content and thank you for the information. And then sometimes they'll book a call or, you know, get a course or whatever it looks like. And sometimes they won't. But either way, I see it as moving what I want to do forward. And so it's interesting for me that you say the content is fun for you because the content is not always fun for me, but I still do it anyways. And I've been creating short form content, which is my least favorite form of content to create for a year now. Like I've gotten some followers, but nothing crazy. But I went into it thinking if I have to do this for the next three years, then in three years, I'll stop and I'll assess and I'll see where I'm at. And of course, I'll look at the data and pivot along the way. But one year isn't long enough for me to have been consistent for a year and then just say, OK, all this consistency is now gone down the toilet. And if I ever want to be consistent again, I'll be starting at zero. You know, I've been doing it for a year. Why would I stop? So I, I go into it with a very long term mentality. And of course, you have to pivot and look at the data and, you know, kind of see the direction that people want you to go and that you want to go because that'll change along the way. For me, creating that short form content, it's it's not something I enjoy. And it's funny because it takes me like 30 minutes compared to a long form, whether it's usually a YouTube video or a podcast, which will take me hours, especially YouTube takes up easily the most of my time out of any social media platform. But I enjoy it more and I can see it helping more people. And it's also what I'm passionate about more because the things I have to say and the things I have to talk about aren't can never really be fully explained in a short form piece of content. It's so easy to scroll by. And so I do feel like I don't put 100% of myself into the short form content because I just I don't love it as much. Um, but it's part of it. So I still do it. You know, I, I have the long term mentality of like, if I have to do this for the next, I don't know, 10 years, then okay, that that's kind of it is what it is. But because it's the business, there's always going to be some aspects that you enjoy and some aspects that you don't enjoy. And for me, that's just being a business owner. And I've hired people to help me with the aspects that I don't enjoy. 
And I've always ended up, you know, I've had some great help along the way, but I've always kind of ended up just doing it myself because I know, and I know it's not sustainable in the long term, but right now I know what I want it to look like. And nobody else could really see that vision for me right now. I'm sure, you know, that'll change in time. But right now it's it's great to have some help, but it always comes back to me just doing it and knowing the way that I want to go about things within my own business. I, that's why I wanted to ask you about this, because I already had a feeling that you would have a more kind of long term vision of this. And I think that my mentality, I can see how much it's rooted from my limiting beliefs and my, you know, how I grew up, my household and how my how I was brought up. It was really around money. It was really around the importance of money. It was very much in the in this way of if you're working and making money, if you're working, it's completely connected to making money. So there's if you're not making money, you're not working. You're doing something else. And if you're working a lot, it means that you're making money, which means that you're worthy and you're validated. Yesterday, I was on a call with my parents and I they were like, oh, how are you? I said, oh, yeah, I've been working a lot, which is true. I've been having a lot of calls, a lot of like stuff on development, a lot of ideas and things like that. Let, I would say that 80% of it or like 70% of it, I'd say 70% of it is not making me money yet, but it's like walking towards the direction and building a foundation to what I do want to make money from. And then the other 30% is what's kind of like keeping all of the 70% going. And as soon as she said that, and then I, I told her like, yeah, I've been working a lot. And she was like, oh, really? Ah, good, really good, really good. Like, you know, she gave me that stamp of approval of, a hardworking person, even if I'm a projector, which is not really the case and everything in human they talked about this. And as soon as she said, good, I felt this shame as if I was an imposter and like we, I, we moved on. But I saw this started going on in my head like, yeah, but I'm not making money 70% of the time. I'm a fraud. So what? I'm working so much. Like, like I'm, it's useless time. You know, I'm just creating content. I'm just having fun, quote unquote, because for me, what makes me feel alive and creating content as well, like on Instagram or something. Those are things that I enjoy doing. Sometimes it irritates me, but in general, it's the things that I love doing. And sometimes because I feel like I enjoy it so much, I kind of shame myself into calling it work. If you don't, if you are in this space, if you are in this entrepreneurial and digital space, you kind of have to see it long term. In the podcast that you recommended to me and I was listening to it, the guy was saying that, you know, if you go on TikTok and you start a new, a brand new page, a brand new pro project that you have to post consistently for at least six weeks until you can understand the analytics of it. And I recently started a new project on TikTok all about human design because I just felt like I needed an outlet to talk about it. And I've been posting on it for not even one week and I was already analyzing the analytics and things like that. And when the guy said like, there's no way that you can know in one week or three days whether if your content, because sometimes you can put out really good content, the right uh, format for you, but within one week, it won't know good enough to actually prove itself. So if you take decisions on this, you won't be making decisions on really anything based on reality. And then I thought to myself, Fuck, I have to, you know, it will take me six fucking weeks to make a decision whether this content is good or not, I already could see myself starting like this 
lack of motivation of, oh my God, another thing that I'm going to wait and blah, blah, blah and everything. I feel like this is not a mindset that I want to have, you know, like this is not because otherwise I won't take anything to the long term. It will always be the instant gratification. It's interesting for me that you you started saying at the very beginning of what you just said, you started by saying I started a new TikTok on human design because I needed an outlet. And to me, it sounds like, and I know you're passionate about human design, it sounds like you needed an outlet because you wanted to share this with people. And then it's interesting how you go into the second part of that paragraph saying that you wanted to look at the analytics within one week and wanted it to grow. And they're kind of like you're opposing yourself because the first part is like, oh, I'm passionate about it and I love it. And then it's like, well, but I don't I don't want to wait that long for it to grow. What I do is I maybe this is not the best approach either. I don't know. I'm sure there's many right and wrong approaches, but I just talk about what I like and I don't see it as I never see anything that I do in terms of like creating content as something that could potentially bring money. And if I start to see traction and I start to see a need for it, like I did on my YouTube channel, I just started posting podcast episodes. And then I started to see more questions on a certain topic and more people interested on a certain topic. So I started creating more content. And then I was like, okay, now I have enough data because I posted just some random stuff of what I'm talking about anyways. I have enough data to figure out the direction that I really want to go in. But I just started talking things that I was, about things that I was passionate about, which was literally work, wealth, and travel. And it resonated with a group of people. So I find it interesting. And I feel like that, you know, everyone has a different entrepreneurial mindset. And so that just shows the differences between the way that you think about it and the way that I think about it. Not that there's a right or a wrong. Um, I'm sure there's right and wrongs in both of what we're doing and what most people are doing. But I do want to recommend this. I I don't know how much of the podcast episode you listen to, but for me, it was so... It was so mind-blowing. And then in the last half, they kind of talk about TikTok and the ban in the U.S. and China. And I'm going to link it below because it was actually, I got my partner to listen to it. I sent it to you. And I was just like, this is a really interesting episode and, and a unique perspective that I've never seen talked about. You know, there's so many, he even says, there's so many social media managers and podcast managers and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, use a template, use a trending audio. But really, most of the time, it doesn't come down to that. It comes down to, do you have like a different... I loved what you pointed out about my like duality because that's welcome to my world. Welcome to my mind. It's like part of it is like, oh my God, I love this so much. And there's like full of this pure intention. And then it gets hijacked by my mind of like, you should be making money. You should be blah, blah, blah. You should be more of this. You should be more successful and things like that. My mind is really strong and it's shooting on me constantly. It's better now after many years of like personal development and things like that. But still, it's a very strong kind of aspect of myself that I have to deal with, kind of strengthen the the intention. Because when I started, like literally one week ago, when I started it, I was, I and I don't have plans. I can think of ideas of how this could in the future, really far away in the future, this could eventually make make me money. But when I created it, I, w- I didn't create it because of that. I created it because like, I, as a projector, just wanted to show other projectors how to live, you know, and give them permission to live, to live in this kind of weird way that 
maybe society doesn't think it's correct or you wake up later and you do things in your own time and you don't have access to energy and you are watching the office in the middle of the afternoon because you know you need a rest and and instead I don't I just didn't want people to feel weird because that's how I felt my entire life and I was like I there was someone doing this and I couldn't find it so I was like I guess I'm gonna do it myself and so it started from a very and it's still intention you know creative and loving whatever place but i'm constantly hijacked by the other side of me i feel like that is a common thing within many people within this space that they want to do something of their own they want to have something of their own and because of conditioning because of society the pressure of ah, i made six figures in blah years and you're like ah, i made nothing in blah years you know then you start judging yourself so much i feel like there is something here to everyone that either is on the path already of developing something of their own or they are wanting to start developing something of their own of their own i think there is something here for people to kind of come back to which is the First, like your authenticity, I feel like creating content and working in your authentic way. And also, I think that this kind of non-separation between making money versus not making money. So making money equals work, not making money equals whatever else. Because that's what I sometimes do. Like, ah, if you're creating content, you're just having fun. Which, Which is not true because I'm not just creating content for... So content is what has made so many people huge successful businesses and million dollar businesses and helping people with so much in their business. And it's all been because of content. I mean, of course, you can create content for fun. But I was literally just saying to my partner today, which is funny that we're talking about this, that most content is for a purpose. You're just creating content to show your family and friends that's great. But like, you also don't have to bother because it's not going to go anywhere. If you just want to showcase your life somewhere, then that's great. But and he was even saying in this podcast, which is linked below, he was even saying if you, he doesn't help everybody who wants, he's like, I have an influx of people who want to work with me. He is somewhat on the pricier side because he knows his stuff. And he was saying, I don't help just everybody because a lot of people come to him and they don't have a business behind their content. And if you don't have a business behind it, what is it? It's just views. And okay, that, that's cool. That'll make you feel good for 10 minutes or a day and then it'll go away. So you really have to have the business side of things set up and to understand what you're selling and have the systems and have everything in place behind the scenes because we, most of us, and I know you, of course, as well, you're not just creating content for fun. It's great that it feels like fun because that's how you want your business to feel and your work to feel. but also knowing that it's not fun and there's an intention behind it. And so for me, that's, you know, like what I said, for me, the short form content is not so fun because I can't really get the full message out there. But the long form content, even though there's so much more work, so much more work that goes behind it, I can't just like open CapCut and throw a few things together and put on some captions and think of a good hook. There's a lot more that goes into it, but I enjoy it so much more. So many unique perspectives within that. And I think it really has to do a lot with the conversation that we're having today. But to go back to what we were talking about before, because I have a few more job ideas. Well, not job ideas, but I guess content creation or business creation ideas that are a little 
bit less talked about. We're not covering them all here. There are thousands and probably some business models that we've never even heard of before. But one of them that I've been loving lately, and I'm actually a part of a membership myself for this, is low ticket memberships. There are people who have created million dollar businesses literally off of low ticket memberships, meaning $5 a month. I'm in one that's $9 a month. I would say low ticket would be anywhere from like less than $10 to $15 per month. But because it's recurring revenue and they're giving you new, whether it be templates or information or whatever it is for your business specifically, they're giving you new content, having updated calls with you or group calls every month. I think this is a really interesting business idea as long as you have the volume. And of course, you have to have Either you have to understand ads or you have to have an audience from your organic content. You have to have people in somehow. But if you have that, and I know a lot of people have built this up through ads, which I think is so amazing. Um, Yeah, amazing businesses built off of that. Another one that you kind of mentioned was regarding the backlinks, but a little bit different from backlinks is having a blogging network is the name. So when I first heard about this, I heard about it on a webinar a few months ago and I was like, That is so smart. I'm not huge into the blogging SEO world because writing is just not something that's extremely fun for me. I have a blog, but I don't post on it too often. And basically what a blogging network is, is if you have a blog, if you figured out SEO and if you understand how it works, and I know now you really have to niche, really niche down to get good SEO because there's so many blogs out there now. But back in the day, it was a little bit easier. But now you can basically, if you understand how it works and you're getting good uh, revenue from ads or from memberships or whatever you're selling on your website, you can create other websites and you can essentially have a network. So when someone comes to you and they say, hey, I want to buy a blog um, article, like what you were saying, you know, I have this article, just put it up, give me the backlink and I'll pay you a few hundred bucks. Then you have something to upsell them. So you're like, yes, I can do that. Or for $400 more, you can get backlinks on three more websites. And since you own those websites and they're your websites, you can sell as many as you want. You know, you can upsell for as many sites as you have, essentially, and make some interesting money that way if you understand the world of Google SEO, which again, I don't know, there's I've had people on the podcast who are proponents of both sides of Google SEO is never going to go away. It's going to be amazing. And then I've had other people with AI, you know, Google is kind of going to go on the downhill. So I think that is really up to you and how you see that going in the long term. So many things that you could do. Ultimately, when I can imagine myself a few years ago listening to this podcast and being like, oh my God, I need to, you know, build an audience, a huge audience and create a membership or, oh my God, I need to create like the blog things or something. If you are already someone who's like feeling like you should be doing one of these of th- that we are giving as, as examples, I would say that it's really important to find something that you are ultimately passionate about because This is something that is, as we've been saying, something that is like the long-term game. If you're not passionate about writing or building the blog or researching SEO, like you're not going to build it from one month to the other. You know, it's not going to like your blog network is going to go viral. Like, you know, it takes, it's like little, little by little and little grain of sand by grain of sand. I feel like if it's something that you're not passionate about, it's going to just break your heart, break your mind, and you're going to stop. 
uh, except if you have like a lot of will and a lot of motivation. But I feel like even in this space, if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to be sustainable. It's so important for you to find something that you're really passionate about and be really honest with yourself of what you can take on versus what you really don't have the space, you don't have the mental capacity, you don't have the physical capacity, the energetical capacity, the um, emotional capacity, whatever to do certain things. For example, there are a lot of people that hate being on camera. So how can you set up a business that you don't have to be on camera instead of forcing yourself to be on camera just because this and this content creator blew up by being on camera? There are so many others that one didn't blow up by being on camera, and this is in that the podcast got um, got on the podcast that you're going to link. He 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 talks about because we see the three creators that really went like did well with the certain trending audio, and then but then we don't see the other one million creators that didn't do well with the trending audio. So it's not really about that. It's really about understanding yourself and understanding what are your strengths and how to lean into whatever you're wanting to lean into, but with your authenticity, with your unique way of doing things. And yeah, like not trying to copy anyone, I feel like, and really being true to yourself. And of course, times, you know, getting uncomfortable like you with short form content. For me, for example, it's like LinkedIn. I've been freaking trying to just, I don't know, wrap my my head around it. And it's, a challenge for me and I'm not forcing myself to be on there every day maybe weekly I try to understand a little bit more of it but if it's not exciting for me I'd rather put my energy on TikTok or Instagram which are platforms that I really am excited about and that I understand rather than just like cracking my head on LinkedIn just because everyone's saying that LinkedIn is popping off right now you know if it's something that I don't resonate with maybe I'll be able to post on it like forcefully for fucking four months and then I'll be like oh my god like you know F this, and then I'm gonna hop off of it because I can't do it anymore. That goes to what I always say, which is when people are like, Oh, I wanna start a business online, or I wanna start, I get this all the time, not all the time, but <laughs> I wanna be a VA. I'm like, Okay, figure out because I made this mistake, you know, three or four years ago. And so learn from what I went wrong and what I honestly wasted years building only to have something successful but realize that I was not passionate about it at all and that the love I once had for it faded and it has to be really something that you can have a podcast about that you can post on Instagram multiple times a week about that you are so passionate and you want the word out there and you could shout it from the rooftops every day of your life that is what you should build a business and you can make money in I believe absolutely any way on the internet if you can think it probably somebody else is doing it I always say now because I had to learn the hard way, don't build something that and it was so interesting because for me, it was so hard to post on Instagram and I hated Instagram for years because I just couldn't post about whatever this business was talking about. And I realized when I shifted and I transitioned into something that I did enjoy and I could talk about every day, I didn't hate Instagram. It was just that I hated what I had to be talking about on Instagram for that specific niche. So figure out what you enjoy, what you're passionate about, and then build something from there. If you don't see somebody else doing it, there is somebody online doing it. And you kind of want to make sure there's somebody online doing it so that there's a market for it. It's not always the best to be the first one doing it. Um, It it can pay off, but also it cannot pay off. So I think that's important to know too. Also, the mindset behind being an entrepreneur 
that I think it's not really talked about a lot, especially because a lot of entrepreneurs in the digital space, on the online space, but even honestly on the offline space as well, you have to have this mentality of delayed gratification of one thing that I would say is what does success means to you and resignifying it. So instead of just success in your business being attached to money, is how can I feel successful right now with not regardless of the metrics, of the views, of the money that I'm making, of the numbers, like regardless of the numbers, what is success feels like for me? Yesterday, for example, I had the past two days, like I had someone come to me and they randomly booked a call with me and I got to do a session with them and everything. And instead of me like being really vulnerable on this podcast, instead of me being so happy that I got like a last minute call book that I was paid for and everything, like it was, you know, in the mind, like the ultimate thing, what I instant instead of being happy and grateful for that, I was like, yeah, but it's not like six calls or it's not like the program. It's not the, you know, it's like it always wants more and more and more. The mind will always want want more and more and more. So I feel like it's so important. And I'm saying that while I'm saying that to myself and hopefully to anyone else that's maybe needing this, it's so important to come back to your why and come back to, you know, what's the resignifications of success, how the success looks like for us, regardless of the metrics and the number, and how can you already feel successful in the now, even if it is because you posted like one thing on TikTok, you know, or you scripted one thing for YouTube or for podcasts or whatever, instead of being so caught up on the, yeah, okay, but now I need more, I need more, I need more. And because otherwise you will never be able to recognize yourself. And I feel like that is so important in this space because no one, I feel like as an entrepreneur, no one will recognize you except if you start recognizing yourself. Like there won't be an external cheerleader. Sometimes you will have that and that's great, but you know, that, that person will be doing something like at some point we need to go do something else of the, for their lives. And then you have to be that inner and outer cheerleader of yourself and re- keep recognizing your actions and your work and everything that you're doing and what you're building rather than putting that externally outside of yourself. I feel like that is a message that I need first <laughs> and then hopefully to anyone else who's listening. All of our messages, especially in this episode, but are prevalent to us and to literally everybody in a similar space to what we're doing and to online business owners and entrepreneurs. So I think it's a great reminder for us and for everybody listening. But if you have listened to today's episode, thank you for joining us here. We have this segment every single Friday with myself and with Cammie talking all things business, entrepreneurship, digital nomad life, realizations, all of the things because we are both nomadic, but in very different ways. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast, definitely subscribe. All of our links are below if you want to check out Cami, myself, or I recommend after you're done listening to this podcast, listen to the one that is linked below if you are a creator and if you want some insight on the creator platforms, Meta, TikTok, YouTube, all of the things, then hit play on that episode below. I have no affiliation with it at all. It was just a very interesting episode and resource that I want you to listen to as well if that interests you. So thank you for joining us in today's episode and we will see you in next week's Digital Nomad Digest. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast. 
If anything from this episode stuck out to you, I would appreciate if you share this podcast on your socials and of course, be sure to tag me at Nomad Neeks. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, thank you for joining me on this learning journey and I will see you next week.